Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Get Peachy podcast with me, your host Angie. Um, I wasn't sure whether to do another welcome introduction, but I'm going to go with it, quite like it. Um, And today I'm going to be talking to you about why you keep falling off the wagon. There is no wagon. Um, So I'm just going to get straight to the point. When you feel like falling off the wagon is typically when you are so used to striving for optimal results that you can't maintain the actions to achieve those optimal results. So you think, sod it, I'm not going to do any of them. And it's a bit silly, really, because these actions, you know, such as, for example, tracking your calories, doing 10,000 steps a day, hitting four workouts a week, making sure you eat 100 grams of protein, all those normal, you know, statistical things that coaches will tell you to do to achieve fat loss. When you can't achieve all of them and you let things quote unquote slip, you think, fuck it, I can't do it, I'm not perfect, and you just don't bother. Because life's easier not having to do those things. And realistically, it is. Life is a lot easier when you don't need to go to the gym four four times a week. But the big question is, how does that make you feel? Which really relates to my second self-inquiry question that I think you should ask yourself is this. When you are obsessed with your results you're probably not tuning in to how you feel. So ask yourself, when you are, you know, on track, are you focusing on the fact that you are on track or are you focusing in on the fact that you feel better? And it's a really important question to ask yourself because what I find is a lot of clients get very addicted to seeing scale loss and they'll use scale loss as an indicator of themselves doing really well. Oh, I'm losing weight. I'm doing really well. But the one question they don't ask themselves is, but how do I feel? And, you know, as soon as the scale weight jumps back up, they feel horrendous. But as soon as the scale weight jumps back down, they feel great again. So, On that note, are you constantly relying on results to dictate how you feel? And if so, I think it would be worthwhile for you to not focus on results so much and focus on how you feel, because this very much relates to the fact that when you can't achieve optimal actions, you can achieve practical. Now, practical things make you feel better and they are interchangeable. They can change from day to day, whereas optimal things are strict. You have to tick those four or five boxes, your steps, your workouts, your protein, your fruit and veg, your fiber. You've got to tick those boxes off to achieve those optimal results. Whereas when you go go about things with a more practical approach, you probably don't tick all those boxes every day, but because you tick some, you feel better. So if this is you right now, if you feel that you are very triggered by scale, the scale, or you are very triggered, yeah, if you're very triggered by not achieving all your ticks, your ticks box, <laughs> your box is ticked every week. I think it would probably be good for you to take a, a few days, weeks 
just taking a step back from those things, maybe not weighing yourself for a few weeks, maybe not checking how many boxes you've ticked each week and just seeing how the actions you're doing daily make you feel because that can really change the way that you treat yourself. So on that note, I do think that going off track often is because a lot of people have kind of created this, you know, off track, off the wagon, whatever you want to call it, this very narrow-minded mindset, you know, where if they cannot achieve anything, they just won't achieve it. You know, they won't, they won't achieve anything at all. You know, I can't get to the gym today because I've been so busy at work and I've had to pick my kids up from school and yada, yada, yada. And you've had your normal day and things are spiraled out of control and you've had to run to the supermarket and da, 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 and you've not been able to fit in your gym workout. So what's the point? I can't do it perfectly. I can't do it optimally, optimally. So you don't do it at all. And then this kind of day rolls into another day, into another day. And then before you know it, if you've not been to the gym all week, and then what's the point? You may as well go off the wagon. You may as well reach for the fuck it bucket. You may as well order a takeaway. You can't do it. You know, you tell yourself, I can't do this. This isn't for me. I can't achieve this. It's too hard. Whereas if you take a step back and go, well, actually, what can I do today to make myself feel better versus what you've been saying to yourself, what can I do to achieve results? So what can you do today to make yourself feel better? So if you are in that scenario where, you know, for a lot of you, this is probably very normal. You know, you've had a busy day at work. You've gone to pick the kids up from school. You've had to run to the supermarket after. So, you know, your son's got show and tell tomorrow and you've got to make some kind of I don't know, crazy outfit for them. And before you know it, it's eight o'clock at night. You've not been able to go to the gym. So what can you do today to make yourself feel better? Well, thinking about it, I could put my phone in another room so that from eight o'clock onwards, actually I've got a bit of downtime for myself to chill out because I know if I stay on my phone until 10 o'clock at night. My mind is wired. You know, I'm on Instagram, I'm on social media. Before I know it, I've spent £100 on ASOS. And I'm so wired that when I get into the be- get into bed, I'm so wired and tired that I can't get to sleep. I don't sleep well. And then what happens? You wake up the next day, you feel the same. You're tired. You've got all of this stress to do with work and the kids, and they've now forgotten their a show and tell outfit that you've made them and you've had to run back, you know, on your lunch break and go pick it up. If life gets like this and you feel like you are going to go off the wagon because you can't control all the things that you're trying to achieve, then you need to flick the switch. You need to stop striving for optimal results and you need to strive for more practical I was going to say results, but it's not really results. You need to strive for more practical actions or solutions that are going to help you to feel better. Because when you feel better, you're more able to make healthier choices or choices that serve you better versus being really reactive and being in a reactive state where you just think, oh, sod it, let's order order that takeaway because I can't be bothered. Now, don't get me wrong. You can absolutely, you know, achieve optimal results and order a takeaway, that's fine. But you probably will, you know, go for a longer walk the next day or, you know, make sure you get to the gym the next day if you've gone over your calories, etc. And 
you know, if somebody really wanted to lose 12 pounds, 10 pounds in six weeks, I would say, you know, you need to aim for these optimal um, actions and goals and you need to tick those boxes because you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to achieve what you want to achieve. But if that's too much for you, we can take a much more practical approach and we can actually make things more flexible for you because actually learning to be more flexible, learning to be more practical is the long-term solution to you not falling off the wagon because you are more able to compromise and make decisions where you're not being so hard on yourself and judgmental, where you can show yourself self-kindness and say, well, do you know what? I didn't hit my three servings of protein today, but what I did do is choose a piece of fruit over a chocolate bar at snack time. (laughs) Snack time. Who has snack time? I actually have snack time. It's about four o'clock in the afternoon. Anyway, So you can see what I'm saying. So one thing to question yourself is when you are feeling that way, where, you know, work's hectic or, you know, we've just had the Christmas period. How many of you over the Christmas period said, oh God, sod it. Can't be bothered. Reach for the fuck it bucket. I'll start again in January. But how many of you actually just allowed yourself to maybe eat a bit more, but still made effort to um, look after yourself and made the effort to help yourself feel better. I'm asking you, ask yourself, did you, you know, did you, did you go to the gym over the Christmas period? Did you go for some walks, some longer walks with the intention that, you know, you were looking after your health? Did you do that? Or did you just think sod it? Because if you thought sod it, you need to question how you're approaching looking after yourself. And if it is results, 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 spend some time going about things the practical way because it will help you in these in you know in these life cycles and I think it's important to think about as well that when you are aiming for you know let's say you've got six weeks you want to lose 10 pounds you've cleared the space in your diary because you can so let's say for example you're busy mom whatever and all of a sudden work's freed up and you've now you know, got the space to really focus. You've got these six weeks now to to be really optimal. What you then need to do is after that, have a word with yourself and say, right, that optimal six weeks that I've just had is not life. And I'm not going to be able to maintain all of those things that I've been doing, my steps, my workouts, da, da, da. I might not be able to maintain them to that level, but could I bring the target down a little bit instead of aiming for 15,000 steps a day? Could I actually bring that down to 10,000 steps a day? You know, instead of aiming for five workouts a week, could I bring that down to three workouts a week? It's about being flexible with yourself and knowing that actually optimal results can be achieved. You know, you can lose weight and do so, you know, quickly and and if, if that's what you want. But you're not going to be able to maintain that kind of lifestyle, that life for a period of time. And if you do, you are going to have to, um, what's the word? can't think of it right now, but you are going to have to understand that certain areas of your life are going to get neglected. Now I had a conversation actually with one of my friends who was a bodybuilder for a few years and she did a couple of competitions and she won't mind me talking about this. And, you know, she pretty much lost half of her social life when she was competing because she had to spend pretty much three years training for optimal performance, training for optimal. You know, there was not a day where she could not tick a box and that takes away a lot 
that takes a lot away from your life. You know, you're not going to be able to go out and choose what you fancy that day because you've got these, you know, standards that you've got to live up to. So before I go off on a tangent, I think what's a re- what's a really good question to ask yourself at the end of each day is, were my actions in line with helping me to feel better? Or were my actions... No, let me take that back. Did I do the things to look after my health today? What what healthy things did I do today? Something along those lines that really sticks out for you. I think I quite like, well, this is the one question that I ask myself is, what did I do today to look after my health? There you go, got to the point. Um, and getting to that... And, and, and really like sitting with myself and saying, well, actually, do you know what? I didn't go to the gym today because work got in the way. But what I did do is choose to eat a pear <laughs> at 11 o'clock instead of a biscuit, you know? And what I did do is go for a walk at lunchtime because I knew I wasn't going to be able to go to the gym today. So it's about understanding that, you know, whilst the practical approach probably isn't going to mean that I'm going to lose 10 pounds in six weeks, but what it is going to do is keep the ball rolling. What it is going to do is going to prevent me from feeling like I've gone off track, that I've fallen off the wagon. You know, it's going to keep momentum. And it's so much easier to keep up momentum and then slip back into optimal. Because when you've got those habits in place, you can, and you know, when you approach a time in your life, a, a period in your life, maybe those six weeks, four weeks before a holiday where you've got the space to really focus, you've already got those habits there to just, you know, turn up the volume on as such. Another thing I was going to cover here, and I'm not going to lie, I'm just looking at my phone because I made some notes, um, is this. Listen, optimal is really sexy. And when you think about results, they boost your ego. They show that you can be disciplined. And that feels, you know, like, look at me. I can do hard work. It boosts your ego. Whereas the practical approach doesn't have the same kind of sexy ring to it. So what I mean is, you know, if you were to take part in my six weeks get get shred and you lost 10 pounds, it's really, it's a really great feeling. You feel super proud of yourself. But, and this is why I talk about this a lot on the six week get shred. When you come to the end of that, you probably aren't going to maintain the same amount of energy that you've put in for the six weeks. So you do have to take a step back and go, okay, well, whilst, you know, I might not be able to be this disciplined, what could I do that's slightly less work that keeps the ball rolling? Because a practical approach to things is much more comforting and it's less work. It fits into our lifestyle. Whereas the optimal approach, like I said, it, it, it's sexier. It feeds your ego. It shows that you can be disciplined. And, you know, who doesn't like to show off and say, look how disciplined I can be? But you can't keep that same discipline up. So this is something that we talk a lot, a lot about in the six-week Get Shred, 
towards the end of it. And I say, you know, you are going to have to understand that you're not going to be able to keep up this same intensity now. So I want you to make sure that, you know, when you're leaving these six weeks that you've got the habits in place that you can keep up and the other ones you are more flexible with. Maybe that bring means you're bringing up your calories, or maybe that means that you're not going to try and achieve four workouts a week, but you're going to try and achieve two to three each week. You know, it's about keeping the ball rolling. So the reason you keep going off track is because your track is too narrow. And when life is busy, switch, flick the switch. You can't get to the gym? Okay, do a home workout instead. Are are you going to get the same results from doing a home workout as the gym? Probably not, but it keeps momentum. If I'm able to do this, it keeps the ball rolling. And it's easier to start from a place where the ball is already rolling than it is to, you know, get that ball rolling to begin with. Your social periods throughout the year, such as Christmas, maybe you've got lots of festivals booked for the holiday or, you know, holidays as such in the holidays. Those social periods of the year, go for the practical approach. Be flexible with yourself. You know, if you notice that you're mindlessly picking, okay, bring your attention there. And you can say to yourself at the end of the day, what did I do to support my health today? What did I do to make myself feel better? I noticed I was, uh, I was mindlessly picking. So I took myself out for a walk instead. You know, practical is feeling focused. Optimal is results focused. So I'll say that again. Practical is about a feeling. You feel better. Whereas optimal is about results. You're focusing on results. Practical is about feeling better, focusing on feeling better. Whereas optimal is more results focused. And you can simply flick the switch. You don't have to go off track. You can flick that switch. And I know sometimes when you're at the end of the day and everything's gone wrong you haven't had a sip of water you haven't eaten you know any protein you haven't been able to get to get your steps I know at that point you're thinking what the hell can I do to look after my health what the hell can I do to feel better but that question comes from within and maybe if it doesn't help you feel better today Maybe you can do something to help you feel better tomorrow. So could you get to the uh, get to bed earlier? Could you say, oh, do you know what? I don't need to do that ironing tonight. I can actually do it on Sunday because I need to get better sleep. Could I prep my lunch for tomorrow so I, you know, I feel better tomorrow? Think about maybe not feeling better today, but how can you set yourself up and feel better for tomorrow? So I hope that was helpful. And I hope that helps you, well, prevents you from falling off the wagon and kind of opens your eyes up to where you are right now. Are you trying to achieve optimal results? And if you are, do you have the space and time in your life to do so because you need it? Or are you doing the practical approach where life is busy and you don't have the time and attention to focus on ticking all the boxes every week, but actually you can be kind to yourself. And you can be kind to yourself in a way that's actually quite tough with yourself and say, well, no, I didn't get to the gym today, but I can do a home workout or I can go out for a run or I can, you know, do a home yoga. Sometimes self-kindness looks like tough love as well, you know. 
So anyway, before I ramble on, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast. Please let me know. Drop me a message on Instagram or you can drop me an email. I've dropped my um, social media things. Can't remember what they're called. (laughs) Below. um, So in the show notes. So if you want to follow me or if you want to get in contact with me, look at the show notes. And yeah, I'd love to hear whether you enjoyed this podcast or not. Your feedback would be great. Obviously, I'm brand new to podcasting. So if there was something in this which didn't sit well with you, please let me know. If you absolutely loved it and it opened your eyes, again, please let me know. If you have any questions or topics that you would like me to cover, then of course, just drop me a message on Instagram or an email is fine. Please rate, review, share and subscribe to this email. Email. I'll get there in the end. Please, yeah, whatever, you know what I mean, with the podcast, rate, review, subscribe, um, and share it. Share it with others if it helped you today too. I'm off now. Lots of love, Angie.